as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris and Z. Interns because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hey guys, I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And today we are joined by our temp intern, Haley. <laughs> and today is our second episode of our Basic Bitches Summer Reading List, Werewolves! And Shifters! So just like we did on Vampires, we had a list of books that hopefully you've read by now, so we will take a pause if you haven't and go read them right now. Okay, so <laughs> now that you're back, you definitely have read Blood and Chocolate by Annette Curtis-Kloss, mm-hmm. uh, Sharp Teeth by Toby Barlow, Yep. Shiver by Maggie Stiefvater, Yep. And Kissing Sun by Carrie Arthur. Yep. And then I think, Haley, you had a few books that Yeah, you... um, I've read a bunch of different ones. It's been a while, but I've <laughs> okay. read some. I like the Nightshade series by Andrea Creamer, I think is her last name. Okay. It starts with a C. I'll look it up and I'll put it in the notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They follow the same vein as those. What are some of the tropes that we found that were present in, in just about all of them? Like, I mean, there's definitely werewolf tropes in books. Yeah, I think, so kind of to um, continue on from our last episode in this little little mini-series mini we're doing, traditionally in, in vampire novels, mm-hmm. the female character is innocent and uh, is kind of, ha- has a place in society. But it yeah. seems like in werewolf novels, the female character um, who tends to be the love interest seems to already be an outsider before yeah. stepping into Something's this missing. yes yeah. before stepping into this dark world she's already got one foot in it so yeah. uh whereas before we discussed like a preacher's daughter being turned you know bad mm-hmm. the werewolf kind of tends to just already bring out what's there yes. yeah i noticed this a lot in um well in, in blood and chocolate the female is like the like the female lead mm-hmm. is actually the main character in the point of view mm-hmm. and so she is the werewolf yeah and but she is like she's literally the new girl she's like to terms even with her werewolfness though even oh yeah like... yeah yeah she's in terms with her werewolfness then there's like a moment of doubt in the middle and then she kind of mm-hmm. comes back to it she's like i'm definitely a werewolf <laughs> But yeah, she, I mean, because that's just, I guess. Yeah. That's sure. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so she's already like the new girl. Mm-hmm. And she does a little bit almost vampire-esque seek out the ones that are like easily tempted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mostly I think just because for her, it was just like, I just really like your artwork or something. Or no, she really likes his poem. Poetry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's like, you're already kind of one leg in onto the magical world. Mm-hmm. I know, I always took that book as it's the wolf looking at the human because it's a thing she's missing. Mm-hmm. And then in turn, she eventually throughout the course of that novel decides that she's not actually missing anything. She's that werewolf, so she goes with Gabriel. Yes. Because that's her true self kind of thing. Yes. I can always see that trope as releasing the wild in the person. And so that's why werewolves are my favorite. Yeah, there's definitely like a, a two worlds kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like a, as opposed to vampires where there's like the dark side and the light side. Mm-hmm. With werewolves, it's like it's literally here's the wild versus like man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like yeah, very real style. <laughs> the, the control versus the chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a thing that I think even if the... The book isn't centered around romance, which kind of because of the same reasons vampires are a lot. It seems like werewolves are a lot and werewolf 
novels, there's always like the alpha and the beta and things like that. But even when it's not centered around any kind of romance, there does seem to be like that internal struggle of the, I I need to be in this pack because there's a, a hierarchy and there's a sense of control there. But at the same time, there's that giving into that thing inside that wants yeah. to be wild and untame. And mm-hmm. I think I really like that about werewolf novels. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit beyond just like the whole, like giving into your instinct kind of thing. Um, the pack itself, can be I mean, a lot of novels are like a metaphor for family yes mm-hmm. and which is it's not even a metaphor i mean it literally is finding family because yeah. a pack is family yeah in in twilight they have the the quillette i think is how you say it mm-hmm. pack slash tribe mm-hmm. and there's a lot of controversy surrounding <laughs> the fact that it's an actual <laughs> tribe that she just like appropriated and used in uh, way to go lady but um, history that's not theirs yeah, yeah. But in is for for the story's purpose, it very much is like everybody in there is cousins mm-hmm. or you know like yeah. somebody's just like grown up from birth patriarchally. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. So. Yeah, same as Blood and Chocolate cuz also but that's um that's something too. Like there's almost like two different types of werewolf novels because there's the werewolf novel where it's a genetic kind of thing like a family mm-hmm. trait where mm-hmm. like hey, this family, there might be other families like yeah, this was like a second cousin twice removed kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the werewolf novel like Sharp Teeth where werewolves are made. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. one is the werewolf like it's like almost like a curse. It's mm-hmm. kind of almost like a, like a disease like you have to pass it through like biting and like lots of saliva like rabies mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's the lore of it, it starts off as like a magical curse like a witch pers- put the curse right. on some dude mm-hmm. several generations ago and it just kind of keeps well, that's how the passing it down. Story started. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. So when when Lark, when Lark needs to build his pack up again, I mean, he just finds people who are a little bit on the outside of society anyway. And then he's just like, partly from canon, like, they won't be missed because they're drifters. Yeah. And then partly the whole like, well, they already have one foot in my world as it is. Mm-hmm. Let's give them now the tools to really survive in it. And he makes makes his family that he, way. I think, and I, I didn't read the books, but I did watch the series of Bitten, who... Mm-hmm. I read the books. Yeah, you read the book. Who, who's the author? Kelly Armstrong. Okay. Oh. So, so, so Kelly Armstrong wrote the books... The series is based off of the books. You've seen the series close. too. They're not. They're not that close. <laughs> well, the first season's pretty good, but I feel like the books took a different path than the other seasons did. Yeah, but the themes are kind of the same. Okay, so so I know in the in the um, the show they have like the pack, and there's a pack in each like country basically. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't in the pack, if you don't adhere to the alpha, and you don't like bond with that sense of family, mm-hmm. then you're what they call a mutt. And you're kind of like on probation, like the smallest toe you put out of line and they'll, they'll kill you. And so I think that's kind of an interesting take on that too, because Mm -hmm. a lot of the times there's that, of course I want to be with you. Like you're the only person that's like me. So of course we're going to be family, but that's not the same. That's not the way that everybody feels about people that are similar to them. In fact, some people that find people that are very similar to them don't want anything to do with them. Yeah. It's like looking in a mirror and not liking what you see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, the Kelly Armstrong books, the thing that's slightly different than the TV show about that, mm-hmm. the mutts are more likely to be, go insane because they don't have the family uh, around them. Ah, yeah. okay. Okay. I and like that. So, I'm just going to say, like, I've gotten through this episode this long without mentioning Teen Wolf. So here I go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's... So kind of actually going into something else that we were going to talk about, like, alpha, beta, omega dynamics mm-hmm. in werewolf novels because that's, like... <laughs> 
where they came from. Yeah, the Omegas are packless wolves mm. who are just this side of unhinged mm. <laughs> because like they have they don't have anything to anchor them to the world like the wolf has not just like taken over but mm. taken over in such a way like the wolf is now unstable like like the man is completely out and now the wolf is unstable and they're just like yeah, yeah. and uh, that was that was a big thing for season two was scott was trying not to go omega mm. um <laughs> but Anyway, yeah, but that that Team Wolf was interesting. I yeah, well, that the, <laughs> was it the Toby Barlow book you were talking about? Yeah, creates his own thing. So yeah. did Derek. Yeah, basically, and that's he what created. I thought of when you said that. It's like yeah. they were kids, but like he needed them and created his own family, and then that's mm-hmm. how the series continues from there. Because he needed them just just as much as um, they needed. Him. Yeah, him. I mean, honestly, they. I guess it didn't really they need, need him. <laughs> they didn't really need him. Everybody needs a Derek Hale in their lives. Yeah. I'm just going to say, Derek Hale is the best character, and I don't understand why he wasn't the protagonist. Um, yeah, I can like, agree with that. Like, Scott's cool, but... Scott, Scott's a dick. Um, <laughs> Scott is actually four different characters that they try to turn okay, into one person, yes. because they had different yes. writers writing Scott, and no one could agree on who Scott Probably should be. Probably about the only reason I made it to season three. And then yeah. I was just like, I can't. Stop. four is a garbage fire um yeah but but yeah that one i i really it's team wolf is interesting for lore i wouldn't recommend it for it's not the most accurate good writing (laughs) pretty cinematography yes pretty cinematography yeah but i did like how they had the combination of the family werewolf as a genetic thing because Derek kale was a born Mm -hmm. werewolf and they had born wolves and they had bitten wolves Mm. And they had different, like, strengths and weaknesses between mm-hmm. the two. Like, the born wolves, they're born into it, so they, they have more of the culture. They also have a much longer time to get used to it. The bitten wolves had, had didn't have that advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, the bitten wolves seem to... Uh, there's a certain degree of, like, not caring that is sometimes advantageous. Derek's like, but the customs and the culture... As I was gonna say, a lot of the times, the bitten <laughs> wolves against born wolves a lot of the dynamics is the tradition versus new things yeah so a lot of the time those novels explore like do you follow tradition or do you make your own or anything right right or find some hopefully you find some middle ground between the two (laughs) i I think that's a a thing that is kind of interesting is that through all the tropes that we're bringing up there does seem to be a very heavy sense of duality Mm -hmm. yes that i didn't really um see at first i guess like on on the one hand the very obvious one half the time they're man half the time they're a wolf but also like packer traditions like you were saying the chaos versus the control the pretty interesting yeah new world versus old world yeah that's that's what i was trying to say yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) like modernity versus Mm -hmm. uh custom yeah yeah Um, expectations versus tradition i guess yeah which i think is cool as to why they're so prevalent in young adult books yeah because Kids are exploring that. Yeah, yeah childhood absolutely. versus adulthood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I really dig that. I like werewolf novels. Yeah. They're my favorite. <laughs> hey guys, it's Eris. I'm cutting in here for our regularly scheduled commercial break. First, I'd like to thank Pack Mule Photography for uh, sponsoring this episode. They are a photography business based in Coweta, Oklahoma. They specialize in personal and personnel photography, and you can find out more about them at packmulephotography.com. I'd also like to thank Mac Boyle for producing this show and letting us uh, record in his studio that he has set up. He he does other recording stuff here, uh, but 
when we come in, we just make it ours. Yep. And I don't understand how he's able to do that because <laughs> we have a lot of stuff and we put it all over the place. <laughs> so thank you so much for letting us crash your space. Thank you so much for editing our episodes. Uh, everything has been really great so far. And we we just, we appreciate you so much. And thank you to our listeners. Uh, you guys have been great. We, we just, we love that you like us. <laughs> I don't know how else to say that. Okay, guys. So if you've ever been born or know anybody that's been born or has had children, then you know that people typically give birth uh, lying down. But that wasn't traditionally uh, how it was done. Even as uh, recently as the 1600s, people would give birth squatting. They would sit in a chair that had a hole in it and just like crap their baby out, basically. Um, <laughs> it's easier on the pelvis. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but in France, in King Louis the Fourteenth, who reigned from 1643 to 1715, had 22 kids with a bunch of mistresses and his wives. Um, and he reportedly had a fascination with and enjoyed watching uh, women give birth. Um, and he would become very frustrated with the squatting position because it obscured his view. So he instructed that women be laid on their back while they gave birth to his children. And it became so well known that this is what he did that lower castes and classes began to adopt it. And it just became incredibly prevalent. So much so that there was um, even a scientist who attempted to adopt it and make it more well known. And woohoo, now we give birth laying down because of a fetish. That's your fact of the day. Hooray! Back to the episode! (laughs) So let's talk about alphas versus betas and like how bullshit it is. I was gonna say how there's a little bit yeah it totally is not a yeah. wolf thing and the yeah for, for sure also this. a little bit um it almost gets looped up into predator prey mm-hmm. mm. which is a little less bullshit. Yeah, werewolf novels fuck it up frequently. <laughs> like, like yeah. from from a science standpoint. Like, if you want to, especially be like, oh, the older novels, I've noticed are oh. a lot worse about it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I know in the actual science of it, right? There was basically a very bad book that was written seventies. Mm-hmm. I don't well, know. This is my I'm not sure face. Alpha Omega, all that stuff came yeah. from the scientific study of a wolf pack that wasn't family or related. It was just random wolves placed in an enclosure together. Yeah, mm-hmm. and in that situation, they created that hierarchy because just that's what wild animals do. Like I'm yeah. bigger and tougher than you. I'm gonna eat first. I want to survive, so I'm just going to let you guys do what you want, and I'll pick around over here. Right. In a true werewolf pack, or werewolf, <laughs> in a true wolf pack. I mean, it could be werewolf pack. I mean, it could be. In one based off wolves. Yes. There you go. It's a family thing. And yeah. so the lead wolves in a pack are mom and dad. Yeah. And then the others are just teenagers and then pups. Yeah. And sometimes an older, like, grandma. Yeah. Or so I've seen some, um, for some of the bigger packs, like in Yellowstone, it's like an ant. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who just like, eh, I'm going to help raise the kids. Mm-hmm. The drunk ant. Even yes. wolves have the drunk ant. <laughs> I mean, like, like in, okay, in the werewolf situation, I absolutely would just be the drunk ant. Like, I might have my boyfriend, but I'm like, I'll help you raise your kid. I'm not having any of my own. Yes. Or are you crazy? <laughs> that leaches yeah. so much calcium from your bones. <laughs> That's all the calcium is mine. They live inside my body. <laughs> so I always dislike that in werewolf novels just from, like, the scientific standpoint that's not how wolves are Mm -hmm. but i also feel like sometimes they can write it where it's okay because they don't lean on it as a wolf thing it's more Mm -hmm. like a werewolf thing and i can i can follow it then 
I don't have yeah. a problem as much. Yeah, I think it's when the werewolf novel says, well, you know wolves do this, and this mm-hmm. is like... And I'm like, wolves don't do that. Do your research. See, it's, definitely, think, it's definitely more of a human thing than it is a wolf say. thing. Yes. So I think when when they do lean into it more like, we're werewolves, so this is why we're going to do this. I need a leader this. because I'm yeah, the duality yeah. again. I'm part wild thing, part not, and I need yeah. somebody that can help me control both that of those. structure. I can get that. Yeah. 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 And then I just really want the... Um, like the one being invited into like um kind of like kind of the Watson to the werewolf Sherlock, I guess. Yeah. You know, like the person who's like, I don't know anything. Please explain it to me, Mr. Werewolf Man. <laughs> um, who comes in and goes, Oh yeah, just like high school. Yeah. <laughs> because it's uh, like it's way more in common with how human it's society more, works. It's a human thing. Yeah. I think it's really interesting that the alpha thing is still around um, and is still so so commonly used in these books. <clears throat> That and how, like, there's never any female werewolves that are born. Like, they always have to be made. And it's so, so rare that they survive. Mm. And, like, that bullshit. Yeah. Just because, I like, supposedly that, the female is the weaker sex. I was say, I think that's what it leans on is. And I, I yeah. And I'm, I'm not as wild. Yeah. And I'm surprised that that is still such a common thing. Because initially, in old, old traditional lore, werewolves were either people that had been cursed by a witch or were witches. Yeah. Um, and the biting thing was not a thing until recently. It kind of makes me think that it has something to do with germs. Because mm-hmm. that's probably about the time that it became common. It was when we learned like just how much swapping bodily fluids can do. Yeah. Uh, just how like important like germs. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of surprises me that that's still a thing that's around. With, that, the, with science bringing us that new part to werewolf I don't know. lore. The beginning werewolf stories started as, like you said, like a witch Mm -hmm. would wear a pelt and change into it. So kind of like the Viking thing. It wasn't biting so much as a curse or they had like a part of a wolf and it took them over Mm -hmm. and stuff. So I don't know when a germ idea like that would have come in unless vampire books too started to bleed into it because they're the kind that transferred through a bite. Yeah. Yeah. I don't necessarily know if it was like a conscious thing where people were like, hey, like... Yeah, like zombie things. Like, Mm -hmm. vampires initially started out as, like, low-key zombies. Mm -hmm. But zombies didn't become a real big thing until, like, the last, what, like, 30, 40 years? Mm -hmm. And that kind of had a scientific side to it. Like, if you get scratched or bitten, then you're going to become a zombie. And that absolutely, you can can see stems from what we know about science. Mm -hmm. So it would kind of make sense if the same comes from the werewolf thing. Like, maybe somebody was just like, oh, well, if you get bitten... Like, you're going to get this poison or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily know if it was a no, conscious thing that. where people were like, germs spread stuff as it was like, hey, this can happen. Werewolf fight in my, con- in, in like, in my memory didn't mm-hmm. really like the earliest material, not like the first time I've seen it, but like the earliest material that, that I've seen mm-hmm. has been modern era 1950s. And it's yeah. like, like a rabies kind yes. of thing. Yeah. And, but it was, it took like that long for it to be, mm-hmm. there definitely been werewolf books before. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the Bet du Geverdon, like the, like the big werewolf book from France the in like the 1800s. Yeah. Well, the, it's like, there's like a region of France, so that's what it's named after, I think. Yeah. It, it was modern era. Yeah. That was like, oh, this now we have newfangled science. We can yes. explain all these monsters. It's a it's a disease, you know, and it's traveled through saliva or whatever. Yeah. And, and apparently the moon, because whatever, got gotta keep a little bit of the, the, the fantasy in there. You know, I have noticed lately books don't use that as much anymore. Yeah. 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 I feel like the last thing that I read that was really heavy set on the moon being important to the world was like 
Harry Potter yeah. and J.K. Yeah. Rowling's Remus Lupin, who's yeah. um, who's Bogart was the moon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like that's the last time I really thought of it, saw that in a, it being important. Otherwise, it's yeah. just like at some point you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily on the full moon. There's a kind of like how there's a difference between like the the bitten werewolves and the born werewolves. There's two kinds of werewolf stories. Mm-hmm. There's the the werewolf story where like werewolves are featured very heavily as like the protagonist or mm-hmm. the, the secondary lead character or something like that, where it's like more talking about pack and then like dealing with duality of like man versus animal and like how you find yourself in society, like why like nature versus industry or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then you have the werewolf stories that are more of the horror events where they're monsters, where you deal man versus monster. Mm-hmm. Man versus Monster has more of the moon because it's like, oh no, once a month we have like this curse and then it's like, it's just, oh, I'm going to turn into a monster and eat people. Like mm. it, that, the moon thing doesn't work as well when you're have like, oh, That's we're just going to talk about family. Yeah. But you Is have it, the monster side of thing. Isn't that interesting too that like, they're all like, once a month I become a monster. But I mean, like, yes. girls can't be werewolves. Nope. Like, what bullshit this. is that? That's why I this. love Erica Ray's from Teen Wolf. <laughs> yes. Because they're talking about like, in the, it's like, no, you don't understand. Like, they're getting ready for mm-hmm. it. And Derek Hill's like, you don't understand. You're going to turn like, like you don't, you guys you don't really have angry. anchors yet. Mm-hmm. You're going to be overcome by your need to like, feed on blood like you're gonna like you you're going to need to hunt and to kill and the best prey out there are humans because they're just so dumb mm. and she's and it's like but once a month is and she's like oh great so i'm glad i've already got my period then so i don't have to deal with the both of those together yeah <laughs> and he's like no you're right like i mean he's full on going like i have sisters you're absolutely right let me chain you up here <laughs> do you need a tampon like no problem That's just saying Derek hill best moon. dad <laughs> Moon, the full moon thing. Mm-hmm. Why is it always the full moon instead of like a new moon? Um, what? And I just like I, as somebody who goes outside a lot at night, the full moon's my favorite because I can see everything. Yeah, I think it has something to do with um, kind of the the superstition surrounding like how chaos happens around the full moon. Mm-hmm. And I know like like supposedly it has to do with like how the moon affects like the barometric pressure and, and like the tides and things like that. And like your body is eighty percent water. And I don't know how much of that is is accurate. I kind of doubt very little of it. But I do know that like even at my job, mm-hmm. um, th- like people are constantly like, "Well, damn! Like there's a bunch happening, so it must be a full moon." You get your weird things on the full moon. Yeah, my, my mom did a an ER rotation mm-hmm. when she was training to be a nurse and um, she works trauma now so she still gets a little bit of it mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know how much of this is like correlation belief yeah mm-hmm. or like no, superstition like how much is it just or how much of it is uh, real but she, yeah, the full moon she's always just like man just weird stuff happen like people go nuts yeah. on the yeah. full no. moon yeah we we uh, full moon was this week and every single day this week we had to basically uh, avoid riots like lo- like low-key <laughs> riots like where we'd have like Two, pay, two, two people going at it, and then, like, three other people would jump in, and they're like, no, you can't talk like that! Like, listen here! I mean, it may honestly might be correlation rather than causation, but in any, in any event, it's very common belief. Yeah. Uh, I explained some of my days, actually, this week. <laughs> I'll be like, oh, yeah, I forgot it's the full moon. I don't go outside. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, but it's it's too hot outside. Even think... at, like, 11 o'clock at night, I'm like, I'm dying. Yeah. Oh, I'm so God. dying. I think um, another interesting thing that kind of goes along with the science... 
is the idea behind werewolves being an evolutionary thing now mm-hmm. rather than a curse thing. I know more commonly now if a creature is a shifter but not a werewolf, they're always a, a predator. Very rarely do you see somebody being like a horse um, or a bird. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, in Where kissing... armadillo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Armadillos are tough. Yeah, you right. Make it as a, as a shifter. I'm just gonna hide and be in my tank. <laughs> also, they carry leprosy. Uh, so, so in Kissing Sun by Carrie Arthur, I believe it's the second novel in like a series. She is a werewolf, I think. Um, it's, it's been a few months since I've read it and I didn't get very far, um, because the newest love interest is a werehorse. <laughs> and I was like, no, like that's not how evolution works. Like he, there would, why would he go from being a prey to being another prey? Like, what? Right, Where no, does that I make sense? That. No, like, I, um, I was just like, I can't handle this. Oh, what's her name? I can't yeah. remember the author's name. Moon Called is another series like that, and she's a coyote. I can get that, so, I guess. No, I see that, like, they don't have prey animals as an option most of the time. Yeah, like, you like you, you probably wouldn't see, like, a were-dolphin. Like I know, like I know they'll eat like crabs and stuff, but like they're I've seen more bears. Where bears are wear very lions, common. Where jaguars, cougars, yeah. tigers, Harris yeah. and uh, Patricia Briggs are really big about the shifters as different predators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, but I'm just like I, know, I get a little, I, I get a little butt hurt sometimes whenever like I hear things and they're like, oh yeah, he's a, he's a a, a were ferret. Like no, he's no, not. Ferrets. Yeah, he's lying to you. No, he's not. Ferrets are predators. <laughs> Whatever. What do they eat? Crickets. Okay, I I have more of an issue with were ferret than I do say were deer because. <laughs> Of the the conversion of mass. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, where did the extra pounds go? Like, a ferret is a very small... It's like in D&D. You have a small creature versus a medium-class creature versus a large-class <laughs> creature. And I'm like, how do you relate for all the mass and molecules? Like, do somebody go away? Magic. And I'm just like, somebody turns into a stag? I'm like, I'm, I'm there. Okay. You got... Yeah. Fine. Totally they cool. have hooves! So, <laughs> I don't have really murder bean claws. Yeah. I mean, but I can turn into a jaguar or whatever. <laughs> We're just gonna I just I get, I get a little this. I get a little, a little intense about this. <laughs> uh, yeah, but um, also okay. So another fun aspect just to mention here, like right here while we're finishing up, <laughs> um, healing, like yes. and uh, like the super fast healing and mm-hmm. stuff. I'm uh, seeing that more and more, which I I don't think that's based off of necessarily. I don't I think it's legends. It's like a new really, thing. It's a newer thing. Yeah, I know. I know. In Shiver, um, he the the main character, one of the main characters, gets shot and like is in the hospital for a few hours. Right, and then he's all good. Yeah, and that's I like that's a super it... common thing. Like in Twilight, they talk about that too. Mm-hmm. I wonder if it comes from like paranormal books being a newer thing now, mm-hmm. and so it's just a really easy way of showing magic exists yeah. in this yeah. world. Oh, he heals really fast. He's a werewolf. Also, like the high body temperatures. See, I, which I mean, I think kind of goes hand in hand because it's yeah. supposed to be like a high metabolism, but B also like when you're sick, you get a fever because your body is trying to burn out like whatever it is that's that's fucking with you. Right. So those might go hand in hand as to why they're they're common. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen it explained as such, but I know that like I've I've played around writing werewolves myself mm-hmm. and like taking it from like a more. Like, think it was like, okay, how does this work? If this is real, then how does the science work behind it? Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to just hand wave and go, magic. Like, I wanted to, um, even if it is, has like a magical thing, I wanted to explain how is the molecules working? Yeah. Like, how is this really working? And I ended up just deciding, like, the fact that they have to change their form, that trans, like, it's a transformation thing 
would mm-hmm. probably require a lot of a calories, huge, a lot of calories, a huge meta- metabolic rate kind of thing. Like, and I'm like, oh well, they've, they're changing skins, and I'm like, it probably would affect healing rates and stuff yeah. like that. Probably also a certain amount of like some illnesses they would probably be like eh, and then some illnesses they would probably be really susceptible to. Um, so yeah, I don't know. That's just a me thing. I don't know. In any event, it's super interesting. Yeah, yes. werewolves apparently just heal now, just super fast. Yeah. Great healers. Yeah. <laughs> Not great doctors, though. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that's uh, that's about all we have time for. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Next time, we are doing our next installment of the reading list, where we're doing spellcasters and, like, witches. Yep. I will be reading Dead Witch Walking by Kim Harrison. Infinity, which is the first book of the Chronicles of Nick uh, by Sherilyn Kenyon. And also The Magicians by Lev Grossman. I am going to be uh, talking about Practical Magic by Alice Hoffman, which I've already read. The Gemma Doyle series by Leba Bray. First two books um, in the Periodic Tales of Minnie the Witch uh, series by Jessica D. Copeland. Um, obviously, the Harry Potter books by J.K. Rowling. Yes, Definitely awesome. can't discount those. Yeah. Yeah, should be great. Catch you next time. Woo! Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like, 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 like. Subscribe to As The Myth Turns on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter. And visit us on patreon.com slash ATMT. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, asthemythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetech.com. 